right, we're recording. So. Okay. So, yeah, like, or whenever, I just remember there was some time, maybe a couple weeks. I don't even know time frame, but a couple weeks or a couple months after my episode, you had had someone on that people were not too happy with you. And no. No, uh-huh. and I, I I don't remember what the controversy was, but I just remember seeing the clip of me talking about people canceling, <laughs> and and like how my whole perception about people canceling and how we've gone to the extreme of that, and then you were like, yeah, I didn't contact you for that. I'm like, no, it's cool, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> what I said, I still hold to, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So what it was is I interviewed a guy. His name is Ryan Kelly. He, okay. He was running for governor. Oh, and okay. he was a Republican and people didn't like him for his stances. Um, he had some extreme stances and he was at the January 6th uh, ex- insurrection or, or insurrection oh, or whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah. And um, and so there was all that controversy. We were coming out of like all, you know, the January 6th thing, the Donald Trump thing. Like it was just a crazy time <laughs> in political history. And so many people got mad that I had this guy on the podcast and yeah. People got mad at me for not asking, like he, he had made some statements about some things that happened like in the educational system and, um, people got mad at me for not grilling him on it. And I just let him say it. And I'm like, well, this isn't like a platform for me to, to debate somebody. It's a platform to just talk. Right. And I'm just talking to him to see why he's running for governor. So he give him some exposure. Like it's not. At any in any way an endorsement of some of a p- political candidate it's it's just it's me sitting down having a conversation with somebody right and doing that people were mad and it was mainly on the 517 on oh. the 517 living page yeah oh. people were like furious they were telling they were messaging sarah pierce oh telling her to like remove me and not let me post in the, in the group and wow yeah it was a it was a pretty big ordeal and it was kind of funny how it happened too because um, I had, I had did the episode on like a Friday and I was flying to Florida on like a Monday or something like that. And so I got on a plane, I released the episode first thing in the morning, got on, I was getting on a plane and then that's when everything just kind of started blowing up. And then I was like, oh man, by the time I land, this is going to be crazy. I don't even know what to expect when I land. Right, right. And so I, I had seen kind of where it was going prior to landing. So the whole time on the flight, I just typed up this post <laughs> and I think I, I went back and I found that clip and I was editing that clip on the plane. And so when I landed, I posted that clip and then I posted, <laughs> posted a, uh, I put a post up on the 517 all over social media. And, um, what was crazy about that is people get mad at you for having these discussions, but oh, yeah. But them getting mad just gives you more exposure. Yes. And so all it did was help me. Right. And I'm like, I actually kind of like this. Yeah. Like it was, it was entertaining to watch. It's uncomfortable at first, but once you like realize, oh, this is what's happening. Like, and there's nothing you can do to change it. Right. You just got to sit back and enjoy it. Right. Cause so. when, cause when you and I had, even though it was like through a message or like a text or something, and you're like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even ask if it was okay. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, that's the point of the whole cancellation. And, and I think, yeah, we talked about, I believe, cause I didn't have to go back and rewatch what we talked about, but I swear we talked about like the whole circle of why you need to have different opinions out there and you have to 
hear it doesn't mean you have to agree with it. No, no. And we are living in, we still are in that time and we're in that mind mindset in culture Yes. where if we don't agree with somebody, we want to remove them from the conversation. Yes. And it's a, it's a real problem. Yeah. It's a real problem. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing it with like Fox News and CNN and the things that they're talking about. Like Fox News covers certain things. CNN covers other things. And they purposely avoid certain topics on each side. It's yep. like, what is going on? Yes. And so then you have to rely on alternative platforms like yes. podcasts and people who have YouTube shows to kind of yes. give you the facts. Well, not only that, you have to be wanting to be curious to see yeah. really what the other side is saying. Yeah. You, you have to, I mean, if you're on one stance or another, you really have to. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> you have to look at things from like all a, perspectives, all perspectives and know like, where's the fuckery coming from? Yeah. Because it's coming from every direction. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. There is. Everybody There's, has an agenda they're trying to push. Oh, absolutely. And a narrative they want to get I, out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I said this in the last one or not, but I had, um, uh, someone that I, I love dearly, I used to work with, and we had this really crazy conversation in 2020. Like, right, you know, it was a he's in another state, and he started had going down these rabbit holes that my entire life I've been like, haven't you been questioning your life? I mean, hello, <laughs> and and he was like, what? And he's like, I, I'm getting nervous with us just talking about this because I'm sure they're hearing us. I said, honey, they've been Oof. recording us since the 40s they've been listening to us since the 40s and he's like what because just because i tend to lean left everybody that's on the right they're like what do you mean and i'm like you know what i mean like like yeah. like there's I'm like no really look into it <laughs> what's crazy though is like what does that even mean now when you say like i lean left like right yeah because i'm not even i'm not the woke because right. that's crazy <laughs> I mean, I love people, but that's crazy. Yeah. Like we've gone. We're when, in when, did we, when did we lose that we're all human? Like mm. we're all human on yeah. this planet. Like, <laughs> well, it's what's crazy is about <laughs> what's crazy about all of that is that, like, once you say you lean left, then you kind of identify as like this. Like you're identified. You you're kind of in, pushed into this category of like okay now you're like with them yeah or if you're right then you're now you're with this extreme as opposed yeah. to just being like i'm kind of like in the center yeah. and i flow back and forth and i feel like that's where i'm at yeah anymore i feel like that's I where most people are yeah well yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> but you really i mean i'm all well but i'm all about curiosity anyway because i'm just curious by nature so yeah i mean well that's a that's an important thing to be in today's today's society especially as we learn more about culture and, and history yeah. and things change yeah and, and morph like yeah yeah everything changes everything. it's good to be curious it is yeah that's why i have my podcast <laughs> <laughs> How's that going, by the way? Well, interesting. Um, I'm on my second season. I have like five, I think, episodes out. Um, I've I've learned some stuff since I last was here. I've I've broadened the uh, platforms than mm. the last time I was here. I'm still out of my comfort zone with tech, so that's why I'm always like, "What am I supposed to be doing?" Because mine, I don't do any of this. <laughs> how do you How do you record? Do you have like a microphone? I have a microphone and my laptop. That's ex the extent of it. I have to learn. Something I started to look last summer into getting some kind of program so I can do because there's a bunch of interviews I want to do that 
they aren't local. Right. Um, and the one I really was liking, but it doesn't fit with what I have because I'm very basic in tech. I say that because I have so many friends that are tech people, but they're like, Jen, I'm like, well, that's not where, (laughs) that's not my focus. Let's be out hugging a tree. Okay. (laughs) So, but I have come a long way. Um, I still shake my head when I'm editing and going, oh my God, why do I have to remember this again? (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I, I do enjoy it. Um, I, I took, um, I did a couple of interviews last summer that one, I just finally, got around to editing and it was a pelvic floor. So, and it's uh interview with a pelvic floor therapist. Um, cause we all have one as a human, no matter how you identify you are, everybody has one. <laughs> so, um, last season I, I talked about foreskin this season. So far we've talked about vaginas and pelvic floors. So, Interesting. so we're, you know, we're hitting everything. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make your audience uncomfortable or do they enjoy it? Do they lean into it? Well, since I'm called the naughty mystic and it's all about taboo, which I have found, I don't know if I said this last time I was here a year ago, but since then I've found out literally everything is taboo to somebody. Mm. So whether I'm talking about astrology or hugging a tree or talking about omegas and, and I mean, the simple things you're like, why is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> but it's a thing, you know, because for yeah. everybody, either um, it makes them uncomfortable or they're like, why do we have to talk about that? Or, you know, that's not really true. Well, you really need to. If you don't believe me, then go look into your own research. That's what I always say. So do you get a lot of negative feedback then? I haven't gotten a negative feedback yet, but I, I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting, but I haven't really had... um that much and and it's curious because i feel like since the public floor episode came out which was i think i posted it on the fifth of this month um there has been more people that i know that have listened to that and um a lot of women i know because as a woman or identify as a whoever has a vagina i'll put it that way (laughs) um (laughs) because everybody you know, identifies differently. But if you have a vagina, most of the people think when you're talking about pelvic floor, it is like you just have to do Kegels. So a year ago, um, before I did the interview, yeah, it was like before I did the interview, I started, you know, going and kind of doing my own survey with women I know. Um, what, what kind of questions would you ask? I would say, do you know anything about your pelvic floor? Like, what does that mean to you? And I had people say, I have no idea what you're talking about. I had people say, I know what you're talking about, and I've already experienced that. And my favorite is, well, if you don't use it, then you lose it, and you have to do Kegels. And I'm like, well, but that's not <laughs> – that's if one you don't little – use it, you lose it. Yeah, meaning In what like, sense? like um, basically – in some people's minds that if you don't have your muscular uh, tension in, internally, like um, if your muscles aren't working, then you're not going to be having sex that's comfortable or you're um, going to start peeing more, you oh, know, like right. bladder control issues because okay. like things are going to just fall out of your system. Right. You know, like everything's going to – and some of that can be a little bit true, but not really because usually – there's some kind of internal issue or you've had some kind of surgery because I'm being very broad because there's so many different things, right, but a right. lot of people don't even understand that you can have all these internal issues, men and women. Like if you have low back issues, if you have hip issues, 
um, even some of your, uh, in your abs and stuff that could be because you actually have internal tension. Um, a lot of women, uh, as they get older, sex can hurt and it's really because of your pelvic floor, either not being tight enough or it's too tight and it's got to get, you know, like an internal exam and have, uh, muscles relaxed. How do you do that? You have to go internally with, that's why you have a pelvic floor therapist because, Men do it one way, you know, have it done, and women can have it one of two ways, and it's all internal. How do but, the men have it done? Well, it's up your anus, if you're internally. And what do they use? Usually just fingers. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's intense. Now, I didn't have a, a male specialist on, so I don't want to, like, you know, speak out of turn because that is not my area of expertise. But. Um, have you done it on a woman? I have not, but oh. I've I've had it done on me. I'm not a I'm not a physical therapist. I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not my forte. No, I had a, I. <laughs> you're like, did you do it? No, well, I had it done to me, but it, well, and it's funny because in the episode that is something that I said because when Elena, <clears throat> who is the physical therapist, who is the pelvic floor specialist that I interview, she, or, yeah, I said, yeah, when I told you, I said, I'm tight for my ass and my feet, I always have been. I said, when you went in for the internal exam, she goes, yeah, I wasn't expecting, you were, I was expecting you to be way tighter, but it's an external thing for me. It's not an internal thing for hmm. being tense. You know, I just need to stretch and, oh. you know, drink more water. So is there ways to avoid it, like by doing more exercise and stretching and eating differently or like? It really depends on the person, and that's why, like, I'm not the expert. Even though I'm talking about this, I'm not the expert, but there is um, sensitivities, and it depends on, like, how you were born, too, because not everything is because you had a baby or because you're a certain age or because you had this experience. Sometimes life happens, and, you're, and you know, you were born with certain things happening. Could it be that you're, like, predispositioned to have more stress? I don't really know if it's a stress thing. No. I, I don't think so. I think it's more about, um, um, I don't know. I think it just, I really, I really do believe it's per person. Yeah. Because everything that's running through my head is like, well, that's not true for that person or that per. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. So listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's way more in there. And we didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a male, um, you know, specialists. So I can't really speak for what, you know, the guys go through. I just know it's anally hmm. if, if the muscles are tight and it really does make sense on some levels because after working on so many people over the years, um, and I do speak about this, about the women when I was in Arizona, 55 and above, cause there's a lot of people that have, um, pain like around, not just their pelvis, but like it, where the leg and the and the hip, you know, uh, meet with the stomach, like where all the right through there. I'm like, just think I'm blanking out. On it's everything. like your psoas. Not well, psoas is a little higher up, but like where everything meets up, like there's all the muscles right, right in the mm. crease, and that can be very, very tight. And now looking back at it, I'm pretty sure most of those people needed pelvic floor therapy because now that I think about it. <laughs> You know, um, cause again, in the episode I had, I mentioned, like I had this episode, not episode, but the, 
a class I was going to take in California pre-COVID. Like in 2019, I was kind of interested. There was a massage and pelvic floor um, continuing education because I'm always having to do continuing education for my massage license. And I was going to go do that. And then 2020 happened and that all, you know, turned it around. So I hadn't done that. But then two years ago, I was like, well, I need... I need to get looked at, you know, because I don't know. Was there something going on? Not, you know, I, I'm curious, need to know. So that was that was a thing. And then that's when I found Elena and we started working on it like a year, year ago, year and a half ago, something like that now. So is that is that what uh, Larry Nassar was doing to his patients? Yes. It's a real thing, but what he was doing was not appropriate. What was, what was his reasoning for doing that? Do you know? I, I don't know. I don't remember because it was just like a blip. You know, I did not. I've worked on some of his victims. Really? Yes. <laughs> it didn't know at first. Um, they brought this to my attention and um, made it uncomfortable for them to have massage work done sometimes, but very deeply personal because it it, because when you're any pelvic floor work that you're going to get no matter what it is whether you're being taught the stretches it's very personal and it's very in your space so because you're going in somebody right yeah and and some of the stretches are are when you're external too and that's something that elena brings up you know she's like I have to ask permission because sometimes people are not in the mindset for it. So how do you tell somebody that this is what you need? What do you mean? Like if I think like, something? Yeah, I mean, because it's so personal. I mean, not, not not just you, but anybody who's in that field, who's an expert, like they're like, hey, in order for this to this issue to be resolved, we have to go inside you to adjust. Like, well, oh, okay. How do you, right. how do you, how do you trailblaze those paths? <laughs> I, I think I know what you're asking. Okay, so from my perspective now that I understand pelvic floor better, again, not, you know, an expert, but now that I understand it better, I have a couple of, of clients right now that I have said to them, if this continues, I think you really need to get in and see a pelvic floor specialist, a PT, and see and have them assess you. Because you have an assessment out, you know, that's external. And then if they feel that you should be internal, then they're going to ask you if it's okay, if they can do an internal exam. Mm. But it's not like something they're like, you're going to get on this and we're going to do that. Right, (laughs) right. It's not like that. But see, most with women that I have found, when pelvic floor is discussed, if they're aware of it, it's because they have had a baby. Mm. To my knowledge, now I've I have been around some massage therapists that are locally around here, and they're like, they're plus they're doulas, you know, and so for them that's a normal conversation. Right. Most of my clients, no matter how old they are, young they are, this is not discussed, or not because I'm not discussing it. It's just that's not in their mindset, and that's not you know what I'm you know, working on. What is, what is the general consensus for people when you bring it up to them? Are they, do, do, are they like, no, don't want to do that? Or are they, do they most seem interested? E- most people don't even understand what, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like really, like really. That's why when I did my little assessment was like, um, 
most people were like, what are you talking about? And then if they did know, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been through it. Um, I have one client that was really, really excited I was doing this because she, she is older, never had kids, had some um, internal stuff going on, uh, front and, like, up, down, all around, I'll put it that way, because there was things going on. So she's gone through it multiple times, but she goes, Jenny, I didn't even know any of this was even possible five years ago, wow. six years ago. And she goes, all my girlfriends that have kids never discussed this with me. This is not something people discuss. Hmm. So she's like, so for you to not only bring it up and say, what is this? What do I need to look into? So on your podcast, yeah. you you aren't necessarily an expert in these things, but you just bring these up. You study the, whatever it is you're going to talk about, whatever the topic is, like pelvic floor. Yeah. And then you you talk about it but then you interview people who are experts in it too yeah and do you do that in the same episode or do you do that well it depends on the topic now the astrology stuff is just me talking about whatever it is (laughs) um the interview so far that i've done is i did like uh my naturopath that's in arizona um explaining what a naturopath is had you know i i he and i just were talking back and forth it wasn't me like what else, you know, because right, right. we knew each other. He used to work in the building I used to work in. So he would bring up stuff. We just kind of like, kind of did like this, you know, it wasn't really a, but I wanted to do least basic because he's, he was excited about that because a lot of people don't know what naturopaths are and, you know, explain what that is. So people have options because that's the other thing I like is giving people options because a lot of people don't know what's out there. And if you don't know what's out there, how are you going to yeah. resolve something? Right. Some people need to do this <laughs> in life via the snakes. No. <laughs> or some people, you know, they don't need to be on the straight and narrow. And then there are topics, uh, and I did, you know, Elena um, with the pelvic floor. Usually if it's a specific topic, like some, I let the expert talk about it. Because like, I could, I mean, I might say something in another episode because I do talk about the body in a lot of different episodes. But then there's like, I'm, going off about something that I've experienced. Like, you know, I had an omega uh, top, you know, I did an omegas and explained the different omegas and what they mean. And even when I was doing research on the omegas, and I've been taking a multi-omega for years that has no fish oil in it, but it has the three, the five, the six, the seven, the nine. I didn't even realize that seven helps lubricate both sets of lips. So that was my running call. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that was a thing. I was just doing a little bit of research. And when I say I do a little bit of research, it's like a little. (laughs) Like, it's not like Like I'm doing this, like, days and weeks and stuff. (laughs) If I'm curious about something. Now, there might be a topic I know more about, you know, that might go on. But usually it's, you know, that's curious. Now, and then I feel like the universe keeps, you know, giving me guidelines on where I'm supposed to go with Mm. stuff. So it's like. Here's the topic, and then I hear something from somebody else, the same thing. And then I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be covering <laughs> Or, oh, I'm curious about this. Maybe you find this interesting too. So yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, it's all a journey, right? Yeah. I, I mean, once you get going, and, and that's the thing about, like, podcasting. Yeah. It's like once you do it, then things just seem to happen and just seems to keep rolling and going and going and going. And then you end up in another podcast, and you end up, like, <laughs> 
meeting all kinds of cool people. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It is. It's a, cool, it's a fun journey and uh, it's a huge education for like me. Yes. I've learned a lot. I had a guy ask me, he's like, why do you, why do you do this? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've learned a lot. That's, that's number one. <laughs> I've learned, I've talked to so many cool people. I've met a lot of awesome people and I enjoy doing it. It's fun. Well, and, the, and it's, yeah, because you're curious. That's yeah. Going back to the curiosity, because I think there's just so many people out there that are not even, they're, I think they're in their, you know, and they get stuck. I mean, they maybe they're comfortable. Maybe they don't think that they need to, you know, uproot their life. Well, me, and know. that's kind of how it was for me before I started this podcast. I was thinking about that uh, yesterday because we were moving dirt and stuff in our backyard and I remember when we bought this house, it looked nothing like this. And when we bought it, like the exterior, nothing, nothing looked how it looks now. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, we've done so much work. And I remember during the period of time when we were working on the house the most, we had a bunch of dirt delivered before, like, like we've probably brought in here at least 60 yards of dirt. Okay. At least. <laughs> At the very least, this last load was twelve yards. So, and we've we've done that. Are a you lot. trying to like level up, or what are you trying to do? So, when we bought the house, there was like a plant, like there was like gardens all along the fence on both sides, up by the house, um, and oh, in the back there was like pine trees, and the yard just kind of dipped down in spots. So we we brought in all this dirt to kind of level everything out, and it looks nice now. Um, before it was just a hot mess. Um, <laughs> But I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, like I remember the state of mind I was in when, when we were doing this before. Like I remember just like constantly working on this all the time. I had nothing else to do. Like I enjoyed, well, I kind of enjoyed working on it. Like I could take pride in it. But now when I was moving dirt, I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to fucking do this. I, I do not want to do this. I have no motivation. I don't want to work on the yard. Like. <laughs> I just want to like enjoy it. I want to enjoy doing the things that I enjoy doing, like the podcast. And that's it. Like, I don't want to do this. But <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I got comfortable in life. Like, I, mm. I got comfortable not having any passion, not like not yep. learning anything, not yep. like taking the ex like the extra step to become a better person. I mean, I think that those things did help me become a better person. Right. But it's just at that time, like I had nothing else going for me. Right. And so by like having this podcast, it's it's helped me tremendously. I think I've seen you evolve also because in the community now you're like, get that motivational thing in the morning and <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's go for it. Or whatever your slogan is. I just, I'm like, get after okay. it. Yeah, get after it. I'm like, okay, you go, David. I'll see you. I see you. <laughs> I may not be out running in the rain like you, but I see you. <laughs> I I wonder like when I post those things if people get annoyed, but then mm -hmm. I don't I don't really care. Right, I'm like, exactly. It is what That's it is. I mean, it's just helping people is all. Exactly. So you you inspire me in the mornings. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get this shit done. But, <laughs> but I but I'm like I'm not. Well, in my mind, I'm not a procrastinator. I don't think I am. I have so many different avenues like mm. yesterday i was at an event in chelsea at the wow. fairgrounds for a crafting show well i do fusion glass and i have given it out there are people who've, who've ordered stuff but i have all this extra glass so i go now and do 
I promise myself only a quarter, once a quarter, do I go to a craft thing. So I go to, <laughs> so, but I also take, because I'm on a Juice Plus Tower Garden affiliate, I take my stuff for that. And I had these little, just these little handouts for the podcast, and I had made a, like a flyer to put on the table. And there's the least amount of stuff in there, and I, uh, of out of the three, but I had all three of them on there. And people are like, Wow, you got going stuff going on. I'm like, well, I'm also a massage therapist and a horticulturist, so yeah. They're like, wow. I'm like, well, but I'd stop and you know talk to them. Some people are like, ignore you and yeah. whatever. But I have so many interests that I have to like actually balance my life. Yeah, and that's so good though. That's a like a an important thing to have in life. I feel the same same way. I have so much going on now, and it's because of this podcast. And this is just now a portion of all the crap I have going on. Mm-hmm. But it's like sometimes it's overwhelming. But then I think like, would I change it? Because like it's it's helping me. It's helping like a movement essentially. Yes. Like it's like yes, like having this podcast and the things that have come along with it is helping a community of people. Yes. So. Like, I think it's important to have multiple things going on, constantly staying busy, working on different things. Like, sometimes you feel like, man, I'm just drowning. <laughs> like, I, I'm yes. just barely treading water here. Yes. But that's so important, yes. I think. Yes, because I have noticed that since the episodes, I've had friends, ex-coworkers, whatever, that have said, are you going to work on this topic are you going to do any speak about any of this so i have a whole list of that going on i have a whole list of people that i want to do interviews because of what they are passionate about or it gives us an an option to talk about more stuff that you know i just did an interview on friday um of a friend of mine who is locally famous for doing uh or readings, I mean, I say family, you know what I mean? Yeah, known. well-known. And well-known in Lansing, and she was very nervous. <laughs> Who was it? It. Her name is Dom Bomber. She does oh, aura okay. readings. She she is at Beyond of Dream, and okay. she goes, she's also a cartoonist. She's oh, a cool. fabulous artist. But I did an interview with her because I wanted to talk to her about auras and colors because I see color a different way that she sees color and, like, that's another thing about gifts and people's gifts. Because <clears throat> if you guys don't know, I'm an empath. <laughs> so that's a big thing in my massage stuff. But how I visualize stuff and, and read people and stuff like that, I see it completely different than she does. And I really wanted to make sure I got an episode. There's a couple of different people I want to do this with that is specifically about everybody's gifts because there are people out there who are just becoming aware of their gifts because I think everybody has gifts. But um, I also didn't understand that because I thought my gifts were just a human thing that everybody had the same thing. So I didn't think anything of it. But now that I understand that I have my own unique gifts and everybody has it, there are a lot of people who are comparing themselves to other people, mm. which I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, that's not... Like people who are like empaths and stuff are comparing themselves? Kind of. Like if you're in a group of people and you know they have different abilities, um, people who are maybe not aware of what their own gifts are or they're just becoming to understand, they're like, well, I do this, but they do this. And then, you know, that whole comparison mm, thing. Yeah. Which I don't know if I've ever done that per se. Like I know I've sat back and observed people for different parts of my life of, you know, different things not necessarily about gifts but you know but i don't know if i really compare myself because i'm always like i'm really much happier than they are (laughs) 
but it's it's stifling too when you in anything when you start comparing yourself to somebody and you're like man i just want to be like them or like why are they doing that i should be doing that it's like don't you can't think you can't think that way at all no and you know what what comes out for me might not come out for you and you may have something else that is amazing that i'm like that's amazing. Like I have a couple of friends that when they do readings, you know, they're seeing colors, they're seeing auras, they're seeing whatever, but I see everything in scenes. Hmm. And it doesn't, well, so far, I'll say so far because I'm, I'm testing this out in a couple different ways that I've never even thought I would be testing this out in. But when I go to look at, cause I've been told by many people that I can see auras. I'm just blocking that ability. And I'm like, well, if I can see all this other shit, then why do I need to have one more? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, in my head, it's like, that's just one more that I, okay, I'm good with where I'm at right now. <laughs> but but um, I had a friend years and years and years ago told me that I needed to write down, like, what the colors represented to me. And then Dawn told me to do that a couple years ago, and I haven't been. <laughs> doing that until just recently but still when i when i like do a reading on someone or if i see something it's always in a scene Mm. it's always in a scene and then if um even when i'm just trying to figure out what their colors mean you know like like what their aura is or what i see with them and it's really funny because it's always a scene it's always i I haven't seen past that yet. So I don't know. I made that maybe just what I do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How, how often do you do that? Do what? Readings. Well, that has been coming out of my comfort zone, right? Because apparently almost the entire time I've been doing massage, I've been doing that. Oh. But it's been on a different level of then just like sitting across from you and doing a reading. Okay. So, um, so. When you do a reading, what does the scene typically look like? Do you, like, you're doing it while you're massaging? When I'm doing massaging, I literally feel the person's energy. Like, I mean, if there's, uh, I have a lot of people that come to me that have health issues. um, And they can be all kinds of health issues. Um, But I tend to get the people that other therapists don't want to work on, scared to work on, whatever. Like old? It can be old. I, I work on a 99-year-old. So, Holy cow. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> what do you do to the 99-year-old? Just work on her back. That's what she wants. Wow. She's amazing. Wow. She told she told 99. me last year, last year, because of where I go to see her, she was like, you will. <laughs> I'm trying not to lie. She was 98 <laughs> at the time, and she's like, you will be here in August. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> and she's really, she's a sweet woman, but <laughs> she's like, you will be here. Next month, and I said, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "I'm turning 99. You will be here." I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> and I, and she's already informed me uh, when I saw her last week that she will be here for her hundredth for her hundredth birthday in August, and I will be there for that too. And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> you know, hey, but but literally, people have um, I have regulars that have pacemakers that have um, stimulators, uh, all kinds, whether they're in their back or the battery pack is like in their hip or their flute or something like that um uh i've worked on people with rods in their backs or Mm. whatever you know just different so i just keep getting a lot of autoimmune disease people um 
there's just there's just a lot of that stuff. Now I can do a regular massage, you know, but I get a lot of people that have some kind of um, trauma, some kind of something. So, so when you see, I mean, obviously, like the body stores stress and trauma mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. So what is the what is the typical way? Like where where would you feel the most tension? It literally is per person. Yeah, it totally is. So so people get stressed and they can hold energy in different spots. So a lot of people say shoulders, neck, or in the in the hips. But what I find, um, yes, they can have that there. But what I really find um, is like if they're not feeling good. I have one, <laughs> I have one client that tells me all the time, and I laugh because I tell her I tell everybody this. Like she's like, "Your job sucks, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> if I was you, I would never want to feel like how I feel." And she's like serious when she says it. But I always laugh <laughs> because I th- I'm like, "Well, I mean, this is what I do. Like, what do you want me to do?" I'm just saying, your job sucks. Because she's like, you listen, you literally feel everything I can feel. Because I'll tell her, I'm like, I'm feeling. And it depends on the person, too. So um, if they have a lot of health issues, I could feel it in a different way than, um, because some people don't want to, they know I'm very sensitive and I'm an empath, but they don't want to hear what I am feeling. Like, Mm. I'll just say I feel nauseous right now or I have a headache or, I've actually had to stop working on people because it was so overwhelming Wow! that I was like, and that was that same, same client. And I think literally on the look of her face, she thought I was never going to come back again. Cause I just said, I have to stop touching you. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, no, I, I have to. And I've only stopped a couple times working on people. Um, that was because it was overwhelming with too much energy. She had so many deaths that had happened within weeks mm. and they're going to move. There it was so many things going on at one time that it was yeah. so, she, on, on the external, she looked fine, but internally she was just so, there was, I couldn't, it was, I was like, I can't even. Wow. Because, I mean, I can feel nauseous, but at that time I thought I was literally, like, not going to be able to not literally puke all over her. Like, I thought that was going to happen right now. There wasn't even a way to, so I'm like, I got to stop. But So, you you massage people. You you kind of you can read other people. Do you go do this for yourself? Get massage. Get massages. Work yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like I could imagine if this is what you're feeling during a massage, you're mm-hmm. kind of taking all that yeah. that on that you would also kind of absorb absorb the stress, right? Your body would. Yes. And in the tension. So do yes. you get that worked out? Yes, I get massage done. Uh, recently, I've had a do it more than because I do other modalities I do self-care at least like once a week with something but I do other modalities too because I am so sensitive to energy that a couple years ago maybe now five or six years ago I was introduced to a woman who isn't living in Midland but she um, does emotional code body code energy release stuff so that helps me really through several different things that was subconsciously happening, not just with clients, but me as a person, as you let go of the old versions of you, mm-hmm. right? Or when you have these epiphanies. I don't know about you, but it really sucks when you're like, I thought I fucking worked through that, you know? And it's like, <laughs> ah, you know? So I have that. And then I, I have been doing, I don't know, like four years maybe, sound baths. 
and um, whether it's with gongs or singing bowls or um, tuning forks or so when when you're doing a sound bath, what is the state of mind? Are you supposed to be like meditating when that happens? Sometimes um, I used to do group ones, okay. um, but the person that was doing the group ones isn't doing group ones anymore, so I'm doing one on one, and um, with her, I always say just surprise me. So. She intuitively goes with whatever I need. So I have had gong sessions, which I get very excited about gongs. <laughs> I get very excited because, well, because to me, gongs like are so powerful. They go so deep. And I'm going to do episodes on the podcast with this. I've actually asked her if I can do an interview with her. And she's like, I don't think anybody wants to hear. It. And I'm like, no, you don't understand people because she doesn't, you know. It's not that she doesn't think of herself as self-worthy. She just doesn't think anybody would be interested in hearing mm. her talk. But I'm like, yeah, a lot of people Hello. Would. This is how people need to know information. Yeah. You know? So I mean, pe uh, do people go to your class? Yeah, that means yeah. they're interested. That means exactly. they want to hear. They want to hear. Do what you, you have clients? Yeah, right. That means yeah. So I don't. <laughs> maybe she just doesn't have that mic. You know. Anyway, but I do have to talk to her about that. And then. Um, but yeah, with her, with the gongs, oh my God. So gongs, they are so powerful. They go in so deep. Like I lost a really good friend right before uh, lockdown and it had nothing to do with COVID. It had to do with his life and um, just him in general. And so I worked through the grief through 2020 and, you know, and I was, I was good with the lockdown. I was going on walks, I was hugging trees, like the lockdown didn't affect me like it did for other people because of this. And I was working through grief of other people too, all at the same time. So I was very thankful for that. Um, and then she started doing group sessions again. And it was like a year, year and a half after something like that. I want to say give or take, it doesn't really matter. But I thought, you know, cause grief comes in different portions. Right. But I was in one of the group sessions and it was an hour and a half session and I'm laying there and all of a sudden, 45 minutes out of nowhere, 45 minutes in there, the gong, she hit this gong, right? Cause she had all these like eight different ones and they all make different noise. She hit this one gong and all of a sudden something from the pit of my being, like, I don't even know if it was my soul. I don't know if it was, you know, whatever you want to say to the depths of your, you know, whatever. But there was just this profoundness of just this grief that just came flying up, and I was just ugly crying it. Not that anybody could hear it because of the gong stuff, but it didn't matter. But I was like, I didn't even know I had that in me. And the last time I had a gong session with her, because anytime I go in there, it could be, last time it was singing bowls. And the singing bowls, it not only just vibrates, but it actually helps release muscle too. So, so. When she's doing these, what's the state of mind? Is she trying to get you into a relaxed, like a relaxed state? And she's yes. kind of like guiding you through some sort of meditation? Not really a guide. She just wants you to guide it to like try to like breathe and be even keel if you can. Be. So are you just, are you laying down? Laying down, And yes. your eyes are closed? Mine are, yes. Yeah. Because then I get to see all the colors or the visions or whatever it is. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting about that? Like, there's definitely something to that. Because I remember the first time I took hot yoga, um, we did this brutal session. Uh, it was like an hour and a half or an hour or something like that. And afterwards, they're doing like this guided meditation. And you're in this warm room. You're covered in sweat. And you're laying down. And he's guiding you. It was, I think it was a guy. He was guiding us through this meditation. And... 
all of a sudden I just like, like, I felt like I was laying on a beach. Like I, it, it seemed like so vivid. Like it, I could picture like a beach and I could hear waves crashing. I could feel the sun. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. And it only lasted like a couple seconds. And then I snapped out of it and I was like, Oh, I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back. But it was, it was so weird. I had never had any experience like that. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's, <laughs> and you, I just felt relaxed afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, in the last gong session, it was, vi- I was vibrating so much. It was great. Like, I mean, I was just was like in like a happy vibrational, but I felt that for three days. Like it just was huh. like a, it was just like a, my whole body was like doing this very light vibrational feeling. And it was just happy, just happy, <laughs> just happy goodness. Interesting. Yeah, it was good. It huh. was just so good. <laughs> I love gongs. <laughs> I mean, I like singing bowls and I like, you know, I like everything, but I really like gongs. I screamed the last time she had the gongs. She's like, no, Jenny, in this space. <laughs> I'm like, I know we were the only ones and her dog, the only one in the house, but in this space, you know, I'm like, oh my God, it's the ghost. <laughs> I started screaming like I was like five or something. I don't know. But yeah, I get very excited. But, but I, but I like to, you know, I want to bring that into it. And then, you know, those are going to be discussed um, at some point, you know, when I can get interviews. Cause that stuff, like those kind of self care things that I do, I want the person that is is my whatever teacher, uh, uh, therapist, because most of them don't want to be considered therapists. But you know what? Are, they're specialists, I guess. Right. Specialty. I don't know what the hell they want to call themselves, <laughs> but but you know, in their own categories, and I want them to talk about it and have it one on one because then right. they can ex- bring up stuff that you know I can bring up anything, but yeah. they're in the moment. Yeah, I mean, they're the expert in that field, so then they can talk about it, shed more light on it, and kind of um, make it be- like easier for the people that are listening to be like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. It's not so taboo. Well, yes. <laughs> I love that. But no, I actually had some people to give me feedback on the pelvic floor stuff, um, and one of my friends said, I'm glad the way that you talked about it. She said some of it, she goes, I really liked your um, pelvic floor therapist interview, but she goes, some of it still was over my head. Like I've had a couple of people say still some of that. So, but I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to give you the basics. So then you can go in and get more research or figure, you know, figure it out. It doesn't have to go to, you know, you don't have to get an education in it. Mm -hmm. You just kind of introduce somebody to it so that they, they're, they're interested if they, if it sounds like something they're interested in Yes. and then they can go and do more research on it. Yes. Like, Oh, what is this about? Right. Cause when Alina did, she's, she's very much more, (laughs) she's more. So she went into great detail about to explain what, what every muscle is and what the pelvic floor is. She does all that explaining. And so some of that stuff, if you're, if you're not working with the anatomy all the time, some of it, I forget the name of the, even though I, I always say this, even though I have two science degrees, I think like an artist. <laughs> so, <laughs> and everybody's like, no, you really, you do do both. You just don't think you're doing right, it because, right. because I'm always, you know, thinking it as the colors and the art and the, <laughs> who cares about the Latin, you know, <laughs> create my own words, <laughs> my own language. So, you know, but that's, I think that's really important for people because you got to start somewhere. That's, yeah. that's always with me, with me wanting to like 
introduce things to people. Like, um, one of the one of the ones I got told the pomegranates. They're like, I know this last year when the pomegranate season started because that was like the first episode that dropped. I think after the introduction, or maybe even it dropped before the introduction. I don't remember. There was some kind of screw up with that, but that's okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm out of my comfort zone. That's all that matters. And um, so so this last pomegranate season, I had all these people going, it's pomegranate season, and getting excited because I was like, I love pomegranates. You know? <laughs> that's on the episode. And they're so good for you. <laughs> So, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's all kinds of different things. But there's things that people never even heard about, you know. Yeah. I just was introduced to some things um, in the last couple months that I never even knew existed um, that I'm trying to understand for myself before I have the interviews for the people who are doing it. Um, Because I'm like, okay, this is fascinating. And why aren't we talking about this? And why has this never been a thing? Huh. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that's the important thing about having a platform and then realizing that there's things that need to be talked about. It's like, oh, that's my job. <laughs> I'll take that on. Yeah. I'll take that on because I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like one of the ladies at the event yesterday said, okay, so what is taboo? And I started naming off the stuff because I said, well, I ta- I've talked about, you know, I talk about astrology and I talk about food and I talk about um, travel and I talk about um, different holidays that you might not know about. And um, I said, oh, I talked about foreskin. And I said, in the pelvic floor, I said, we just mentioned vagina. I don't know how many times. And she's <laughs> like, but none of these things do I think are taboo. I said, exactly, exactly. I actually do some witchy stuff on there too, so you never know. <laughs> I don't know how much, but then, you know, what do you consider witchy, you know? Right, Because to right. me, walking in the woods, hugging a tree is not witchy, but to some people, they think I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. My dad has always, and I even said this in a couple episodes, I'm like, in my 20s, um, they, you know, I would be on campus with my father, and he would be like, oh my God, Jenny, stop doing that. You're embarrassing me. I'm like, you talking about i'm hogging the trees and talking to the plants and all the things and uh and he's like you're embarrassing me i said i thought i was supposed to be the other way around so now <laughs> i go intentionally hug a tree and talk to a plant in front of him you know, i visited him um a couple of weeks ago in florida and i made sure he took pictures of me with trees at least three times oh that's hilarious he didn't he didn't say anything about it <laughs> So it's funny. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so many people have different ideas of what's taboo. I mean, even just simply conversations with other people. Like we were talking in the beginning, like you're not supposed to talk about certain things because it's taboo. And it's like, why? Why is it taboo? Why is it so bad to have these conversations? Why is it so bad to talk about certain things? They're just things. Right. And, and it's if, in life. And how... This is my question is like, how are you supposed to know anything if you don't ask a question? Yeah. That's my, like, if you're trying to understand a different perspective, I'm never going to know what, how you experienced life. I'm just not. Right. That's not my journey. Yeah. I have no idea. So if I'm going to ask you a question about it, it's because I generally want to know. Right. Like, and then like, oh, aha. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, okay. (laughs) When I lived in Colorado... Um, I would have, I love homemade tortillas with butter and salt. Okay. I had a babysitter, neighbors that were Mexican. She would make homemade tortillas on the stove. 
Oh, my Amazing. God. <laughs> Butter and salt. My God. So when I moved to Colorado years ago, and I had some um, <laughs> I had some coworkers that were Mexican, and I would say, uh, does anybody make homemade tortillas? I can have homemade tortillas and butter and salt. And then they're like, are you sure you're not Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, they say I'm not, but you know. And then I have a girlfriend also in Colorado that she's she's like, she's always like, girl, you're really a black woman on a white body. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but okay, I sure, why not? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you think so. She's like, but your answers are never, <laughs> never what I expect you to say. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Are those taboo? Yeah, probably. I mean, that, that all goes to like having life experience, right? Being yeah. surrounded by different cultures and being yeah. in, like putting yourself in different people's shoes. And, yes. and, and that's, that's the importance about like today and living in today's society and having conversations and doing different like podcasts with different people. Like I'm sure you interview people, like even if it's like you're uh, the pelvic, pelvic floor lady, like you might not agree with everything she talks about right. or the way she lives or the, her right. beliefs or ideas right. or, but you don't have to because right. you guys have common ground. Exactly. You have just one thing in mind and that's exactly. just being curious and you want right. to know what, what it is that she has to share. Right. And that's so important for so many different things and for, for culture and today and society. But even if you ask a question and it's inappropriate, but you don't know it's inappropriate, how are you going to know? Right. Yeah. How are you going yeah. to know? Right. And if it is inappropriate and you offended somebody, just say sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Right. I didn't know it was wrong. Like, I didn't right. know. Like, I just am curious, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, you're living in a vacuum and people just say whatever they want to say and believe what they want to believe. Right. Right. And that's sad. It in is In my sad. opinion, it's sad because there's a whole bunch of people out there. There's a big world, some really great food. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, there's fun traditions that you don't even know is a thing. And, yeah. like, how fun. Like, you just, it, oh, the world is beautiful. People are really beautiful. But, it, you know, everybody wants it to be all negative and live in fear and push the fear thing. So then, you know. I think it's honestly just America. I think we, we have life way too easy. And um, we don't have any struggle. Like, we don't have any reason to to like we don't have any hardships whereas like in other cultures and other countries rather they're they're just trying to survive and in america it's easy to survive and then we start worrying about other things i agree with you on an extent to that but there's also there's there i do think that there is an agenda out there currently that we want to push fear like across the world, I don't think it's just one thing. Do you think like from the government? Is that is that what you mean? Everything like- is about the government. <laughs> <laughs> it's whoever's running the world. However you want to view that, and yeah. and I'd, it's always like always. Well, I mean, we've seen it during COVID, right? Yeah. Everybody they put the fear into everybody, everybody, and you know people were afraid to go outside they were afraid to do anything and if you went and did something they would get mad at you mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. i don't know i you've seen it the most during covid mm-hmm. and even now like it's the the lasting effects of that is still it's still carrying oh. on oh i know because this is the one of the interesting things 
I have found. So regardless if the restrictions are all up in May, blah, blah, blah. I still wear a mask when I work on people because I am right in their face. And one thing I have learned in the last three years for me personally, me personally, I cannot speak for anybody else, is that I've only been sick, quote unquote, one time is it was uh, laryngitis. So is that really sick? Are you having a virus so you can't talk? I don't know. But either way, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, but even when I did test positive for COVID, I was never sick. The only reason I tested was because I couldn't smell for three hours. Mm, Three hours. That's it. Three hours. Like, I couldn't smell my essential oils for three hours. That was Uh, it. Not three days, not three weeks, for three hours. Well, you got lucky because some people lost it for good. Yeah. I know. I'm not, it's (laughs) not, I'm not trying to brag, but it's, and I was out walking like four miles a day. So, so I don't know, um, about anyone's position, but people are like, you don't have to wear a mask around me because I've been vaxxed up. No, it has nothing to do with that. It literally is because I'm that close to you, and I'm I'm not a germaphobe. I just don't need you sneezing on me when I'm that close to you in your face. That's it. Because I'm out. I mean, because yesterday at the craft place, there were people, and it it was an open-air, like, venue. Like, we weren't – some of the vendors were outside. I was in the building, but it was one of those big – you know, like a fairground building, like mm. a pole barn kind of right. situation. like a pavilion. Yeah. Yeah, but it has doors they have going up and down. It, it has, it's a it's a building structure, but all almost all the doors were open. So there was a free flow of air, and there were people wearing masks. Do I judge them? No. But we were outside, so. I Do you know the people I judge that wear masks? What? The people that are alone in their vehicle, <laughs> driving, wearing a mask. <laughs> you're not the only person who, who said that i i do and then i think about that because sometimes i have the mask like laying below me <laughs> i haven't taken it off and they're like what, what is going on well it doesn't matter i don't care i seen a guy the other day he was wearing an n95 mask and he was in the car by himself like why why i'm like why would you do that to yourself like i don't know like you have a filter in your car that filters right. the air before it comes in. Put, the, put the window down. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like I've seen people with the windows down, too, with a mask on. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Oh. But then again, I'm out hugging a tree. So, And I'm putting my hands in the dirt because that's how you get, like, natural immunity buildup. You should try eating it. There eating you go. the dirt? Well, yeah. kind of, don't you? I mean, like, if you're out working in it, like, I'm sure you ate most. <laughs> most of it? Yeah, well, not most of it. But, you know, what? it ain't got in there. It's got, your immune system's going to be oh, way I'm better. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's something to that, right, when you're eating the dirt, the oh, nutrients? Oh, it is, because it, there is micro, micro um organisms and stuff that really do help you like it really is a thing it's not only is grounding you but it actually creates more you know um immunity building properties in your system too that's why it's always good to put your hands in the dirt well i definitely definitely had my hands in the dirt this weekend (laughs) that's good that's really good (laughs) had my feet in the dirt today too that's good really grounding is a good thing grounding is a really good thing I don't do it very often around where I live because they used to spray a lot, and mm, that is not good. Yeah. And since I'm here and we're at spring, I'm going to say this. Dandelions are our friends, people. There are bee food, and we actually could get um, uh, it's good for different, if they haven't been sprayed, of course, um, for healing properties, too, that you can look into. To eat? Mm-hmm. Dandelions you can eat. 
How do you do you cook them or anything? I've never personally. I mean, I've eaten the wheat, you know, like the weeds, but the leaves <laughs> of. Well, because people think it's weed. Um, anything can be a weed, people. Anything can be a weed that you don't want it there. But um, dandelions are really actually highly nutritious. Nutritious. You have to look into all that stuff because I've never actually cooked them like that. I've just taken the greens and put it in my salads. Hmm. Um, but the bees, good for the bees, 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 and. Uh, Please try not to spray, but, you know, people are. But anywhere, I'm very highly sensitive to chemicals, so I, I have to be very careful where I'm going to be barefoot mm. because I can, you know, bring it in real easily. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. This was a, this was a fun conversation. <laughs> I think we're an hour into this. Oh, are we? Yeah. Because we just, I could talk and talk. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like going back to that statement though about what I said, um, you know, we we have it easy in, in the United States yeah. is I feel that we don't society is so so far advanced that we don't have to struggle on a day-to-day basis for most things. Like even simply just getting food, right? It's so easy to just go to the store and get things. Yes and no. Now, if we're going to talk about food things, and I am going to be doing this episode here. I started it. But I'm going to be talking about how we need to really look into. Um, I just found out the libraries are collecting seeds. They're having actual mm-hmm. seed libraries and stuff to teach people how to um, collect seeds and to share them and how to grow stuff because it's very important. Oh, yeah, I just covered this the, the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the libraries in Lansing is doing something like that. Yeah, it's a whole, but there's a whole, like, network through the U.S. that's 660, like, operations out of 48 states. And we really need to do that because there are actual areas of where there are no food centers in different, uh, like, cities. They just, and even people in the country, they may not know how to grow their own food. And especially since our, our, um, our, our ways of getting food sometimes has not been great. And actually how many times it goes through people's hands when it gets to the store, I won't even get that. Like the factory farming stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff. That's why actually like farmer's markets or if you can do your own urban garden is so important. I'm going to do a whole, it's not going to be that long, but I'm going to talk about it like tower gardens and, um, and because there's school programs that are because not everybody knows how to do that, and some schools are so poor, um, rural and urban, you know, um, that they don't have the funds to even get nutritional food. And then there's the uh, uh, what do they call that? Um, uh, grocery or, or what not? The food desert. That's what they call them in the cities that have no grocery stores within so many. Isn't it fruit deserts? I think that's what they call I don't it. know. Yeah, because there's actual places. They don't have grocery stores. They may have like a... Um, like a, a gas station. Gas station party <laughs> store, yeah. A bodega, if you're in certain things. And that's all. That's all they got. Wow. They don't have anything. So that is important. I mean, you as we are sitting here in Lansing, and we're surrounded kind of of the biggest land-grant college in the world, (laughs) university, uh, (laughs) and it's an agricultural school, we really have the advantage here. We really do. Like, in the state of Michigan, there's a lot of aspects. Um, 
there's even a program. I mean, I'm going to talk about this in the podcast too, but there, I just found out last fall that there is a place called the IQ hub that's up in St. John's that the whole, the founders, the whole point of why they, it's a nonprofit, but it teaches you, um, students, they want, um, to come in and teach them like where their food comes from and how they grows and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They even have programs on zoom. Um, and in Michigan, if you're within like a two hour radius, it, they will grant, they have grants for transportation. Um, and, uh, in one case, uh, the grant person, the person does, her name is Sue something. I can't think of it. It's Sue something. Um, but they granted a, a girl's, school it's like i don't know i think there was like 30 or 40 girls it was downtown detroit they didn't have buses or drivers so they granted them the money so they could pay that to come out wow yeah so anybody and then there's like a um school in the thumb and up in the up is so rural that they have like a zoom Thing with them i don't know how often it is that's cool if it's once or twice a year or if it's good but it's i mean we're having the same issues in rural places that we are in urban too that we that we forget because we're surrounded by farm country i think that's right. part of the issue right because we're like what do you mean you know <laughs> <laughs> like like in when we were on lockdown too like i had so many people who told me like i don't know where i can get my meat or where I can do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Cause I know like all the, you know, little places around right. know, greater. And so, but I've always known that. Right. So right, when you're not, right. you, if you don't have that opportunity, you don't know those things. then I can see where pan- people panic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you end up with the shortages too. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure we're going to have a, a dairy shortage here soon. Do you see the, like the 130 some cows that were killed? No. Because of a train derailment. Oh no, I had not known yeah. that. Let's, I'll pull that up. <laughs> okay. No, I did not know that. I know that they were concerned about um, uh, butter and, well, of course, eggs, as we know. But butter was a big issue at like Christmas. They thought it was going to be a major shortage. So. So this is USA Today. Okay. This was two hours ago. 18,000 cows killed in Texas explosion. Next, the Uh, massive, messy task of disposing of them. Yuck. The fire that killed 18,000 dairy cows in a West Texas farm has been extinguished and the staggering death count revealed. Now comes the messy, unprecedented task of disposing of them. Typically, dead farm animals, even scores of them, such as those killed in the wake of hurricanes or blizzards, can be buried, hauled to landfills, or even composed composite composited said whoever that i can't pronounce that name i don't even yeah right right here yeah i don't know how to yeah sequib mccutar mccutar i don't know how to say that an associate dean sorry for butchering it (laughs) yeah i apologize it's all good (laughs) an associate dean at the university of florida's institute of food agricultural sciences extension and a cattle disposal expert but the sheer number of carcasses in this incident makes the task monumental, he said. I really don't know if the cows were all intact. How in the world can you manage this even within a month, said this person. 
who previously worked at Texas A&M University and helped dispose of thousands of cattle drowned by Hurricane Ike in 2008. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, Why would, does it say what the explosion was from? Uh, this is more than 18,000 cows in an explosion fire at Texas Dairy Farm. Maybe largest cattle killing ever. I thought it, they said it was due to a train derailment, but I could be wrong on that. Officials have not said what method of disposal. Okay. Um, no, I'm just purely curious because of the. Yeah, I don't know. I'll uh, see if I can find. I'm just being curious now. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, because it, isn't it interesting how we've had so many explosions and train derailments all of a sudden well supposedly train derailments happen quite frequently um more than what we know it's just it seems to be more talked about now now that you know for some reason they're covering it but there's like a thousand aliens no i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding it's just like now they want (laughs) to there's like a thousand train derailments a year oh i didn't know that yeah yeah it's pretty common oh guess i really didn't know that one all right and I like how everything is being blamed on the aliens now. I blame the aliens. For what? For everything? For everything. I love it. I love <laughs> it. All right. What kind of aliens are we blaming? Or are we just talking about all, all of them? them? All I of them. It. I love it. I love it. I mean, they can't even show us like who they are. Oh, I think they've shown us sometimes. You think so? Oh, I think so. Uh, according or approximately 18,000 cows were killed in a blast at a Texas dairy farm earlier this week, according to a local authorities, the explosion. Okay. Um, I want to know what, what, what caused it. It says they received reports of a fire at the farm on Monday. Oh, if it's not a train derailment, I'm wondering if they had a, other fertilizer or something and it's possible yeah i don't know yeah i don't know well now it's just just gonna be a mystery mystery mystery. but it's just like (laughs) when you see things like that like so many things have happened to the food industry like like chicken farms caught on fire and just oh yes so many things so many things so many things things. the the whole east palestine thing is pretty crazy though um, that train derailment that happened. I have a friend that lives, he, he works up here at Delta Township at my, uh, the G- General Motors factory that I work at. And um, he has, he has a home back there. Like, oh. and uh, cause he came from a plant that closed down in Ohio. Okay. And so his family still lives there. Oh. And so he goes back and forth like every now and then. And um, yeah, he's like, that's like 20 minutes from my house. I'm like, that is crazy. Like, cause you're seeing all the videos of all the fish dying and like just the oil in the water and it's a wild thing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I just I hope just, it never happens here. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen here too. I, I think we already have enough stuff <laughs> going on in our waters in Michigan to worry about that too. Yeah. Just wow. Just wow. Just wow. Okay. <laughs> Life is wow. That's all I could say. <laughs> it gives good content to talk about. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, not that you, it's a great thing that it happened, but 
you know, it's, it, it's something you can add to the conversation. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think we've been all over the place with our conversation. We definitely have been. People are probably like <laughs> listening like, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> Like randomness. All right, we're talking about dead cows over here. And we're talking about aliens over there. And vaginas here. Vaginas here and foreskin. Yeah, I did it. Oh, before before we finish, um, just because I said the foreskin thing. I did do, um, do you know um, Amy Zander? Is it Xander? She does the uh, ZDM. Media Media. Yeah. So I did her uh, podcast after you, like oh. last year, like after the marketing mob thing that she did, it was like in May. Okay. And so <clears throat> she and Lisa did the interview, you know, and, and, and they, when they're recording, they do it on Zoom. So um, at the end, Amy has said, Jenny, I've, I've never heard so many times foreskin and <laughs> mentioned ever and lisa's face is just like beet red she's like like oh my god i can't believe we're talking about this but. so did she she air it that way like oh yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah she did a she said that she did a clip i don't remember i have to like find it but she her whole marketing uh clip that because she, she kept laughing because she's like <laughs> she's like i use the part of when lisa's so embarrassed because i've never seen lisa so quiet and embarrassed because you've said foreskin so many times in this episode <laughs> i remember or how she works maybe you're the only one that's said foreskin this much time i don't remember this but now, much but, yeah like it's been much. brought up before yeah. <laughs> i don't think anyone has brought that up in an interview like why would you be bringing up foreskin but you know oh that's yeah. hilarious yeah but you know there you go that's awesome mm-hmm. I love that other people are doing podcasts too. No, I'm not the only one. Yeah, I think there's a lot more out there than you think, but you know. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working on building a media company and uh, I've reached out to a lot of different creators and stuff. And yeah, there's a lot. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's fun. It's a fun it journey. It I'm, is. It's an interesting journey. It really is. <laughs> Especially when it's out of your comfort zone. <laughs> hey, that's the only way you make progress. Exactly. When you step out of your comfort zone and you are forced to engage, like, oh yeah, you either like run at it full force yep. or you just sit back and let it, let it happen to you. Yeah. No, <laughs> I run towards it and then go, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? And then go, okay, there we go again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I'm hilarious on top of that. So even if I'm not, I just think I am. You just so. act like you are. Yeah. That's but the best way to be. That's great. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this. This was a lot this was a lot of fun and uh we'll Thank definitely you. have to do it again in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep doing it like every year. Yeah. That'll be good. It's crazy how time flies because yeah. it seems like we just sat down yeah. for a conversation. Yeah. That's so crazy to me. Well, cuz you know what? Yeah, because we did this I it had to have been like over a year ago. Yeah. You said. And then I swung by because you were going to interview Sarah right before the, the 517 week. Yeah. And then, yeah. And now it's already six months later from that. That's or crazy. Over, that is so maybe. crazy. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome that we're able to sit, sit down and have another conversation. Yeah. I, think I love, it's great. I love having repeat guests and it, it always adds to the excitement of the podcast. <laughs> it really does. For me. Anyways. Well, yeah, of course. Cause like, oh my God. And with me, with me I, I can't speak for other people that you're going to talk to, but it's like, what the hell is Johnny going to say this time? <laughs> I don't know either. It's a great thing. <laughs> that's the best thing. That, that's the best thing about this podcast is like, I never go into it knowing what's going to happen. Exactly. It's like, I could sit here for like an hour and not say anything, <laughs> which could end up for a bad podcast. Right. <laughs> but 
All right, Jenny. All right. Thanks, thanks. for doing this, thanks and uh, I look forward to doing it again. All right. All right. Thank see you. Ya.